Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. Welcome back, Christ Uncensored. Can we just give God some praise right there in the comment section uh, and just express our love to God together right there in the comment section. Just begin to tell God how awesome he is, how amazing he is. His mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. Our God is good. My name is Pastor Rowe and I get the amazing privilege of sharing God's word with our church community. And if you're here for the first time, we want to say welcome home. Love is our logo. Get ready because today we start this series entitled Relationship Rehab. For the next few weeks, we're going to be going to rehab. And you might be scared of that, but the word rehab, rehabilitation, the reason that we've called it relationship rehab is because this word rehabilitation means this. It means the action of restoring something or someone that was damaged to a healthy or positive condition. That's what rehabilitation means. And so we are going to go through relationship rehab. Whether you are in a relationship, a dating relationship, whether you are in a marriage relationship, whether you are single, you're in a relationship, all right, with yourself. So we're going to be going, we're all going through relationship rehab. And I believe that by the end of this series that our relationships will be transformed. I truly believe that. Now I have planned to share for the next few weeks, but it might go a little longer than that, depending on what God's leading is. But our anchoring verse for this message series is found, open up your Bibles in Matthew chapter seven. We're going to read from verse 24 through verse 27. It's just three verses. And these are some powerful verses. And it talks about setting a foundation. Now we can change the variable because it talks about the foundation of a house, but we're going to be applying it to the foundation of our relationships. Amen. And so Matthew seven, verse 24 and through 27, it says, everyone who hears my teachings, this is Jesus speaking and applies it, not only listens, but not only hears, not only knows, but someone who applies the teachings of Jesus, hears his word and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation. I don't know about you, but I want to build my relationship, my home, anything that I'm building in the name of God. I want it to be built on an unshakable foundation. Verse 25, when the rain fell and the floods came, the fierce winds beating upon his house, it stood firm because of its strong foundation. But everyone who hears my teachings and does not apply it to his life, so notice the same thing, he hears the teachings, he listens to the teachings, he may even know the teachings, he may be familiar with the teachings, but what he does is that he doesn't apply it, look what happens, he says he can be compared to a foolish man who built his house on sand. Verse 27, when it rained and rained and the flood came with the winds and the waves being upon his house, it collapsed and it was swept away. Relationship 
rehab. We are going to rehab, rehabilitation. We are going to endeavor or to to uh, have the actions of restoring something that has been damaged. And, I, and let's be honest. If you have been in any level or any kind of relationship, you have experienced some level of disappointment, some level of hurt, some level of anguish, some level of damage. If you have been in any kind of relationship, you have experienced some level of emotional damage, some level of hurt. Unless you, unless if you haven't, if you're saying that's not for me, I've never experienced any level of damage. I have maybe we got cool how kids at 1 p.m. I'm just saying. All right. But if you've experienced some level of damage, here's what I'm believing that's going to happen for the next few weeks. I believe that we are going to take our relationships to the next level because we are going to allow God to restore our relationship to his God intended condition, a relationship that is life giving, a relationship that is purposeful, a relationship that is flourishing, a relationship that is God honoring, that is built on a solid foundation. And if you believe that in this place, come on, if if you believe that God is going to restore the way we do relationships, give God some praise in this house. The title to our message is part one. Ready? Rebuilding the foundation. Rebuilding the foundation. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for these moments that we get to have together. And we pray, God, we surrender our relationships right now to you. For anyone here that is single and seeking a relationship, for anyone that is in a committed relationship, for anyone that is even in a relationship of interest, for anybody that is married right now, we place it all at the foot of your throne and we say, have your way. In Jesus name, we pray and we love you. Amen. And amen. About a year ago. I would say around August 10, 2019, about a year ago, I experienced, let me be honest, one of the most painful experiences I ever had in my life. Like, I want to be honest here. It was painful. Why? Because I decided that I was going to get on a skateboard at 36 years old. That I, 30, I, don't even, I don't even count anymore. But I was going to get on a skateboard. And what I was going to do is I was going to ride the skateboard. And as I'm riding the skateboard, I was looking good, y'all. Let me tell you, I was looking good for about 8.5 seconds, all right? And then I went around a curve. It was going down a slope. And I had a decision to make because it was shaking. The skateboard was shaking. I had a quick decision to make whether I was going to jump off or this thing was going to throw me off. But the skateboard made the decision for us. And it sent me flying. I went flying, landed on my shoulder, dislocated my shoulder. Next thing you know, my shoulder is hanging out the side of my body. Long story short, I end up running or I, they, they take me to the emergency room. Shout out to Zab. He drove me to the emergency room and it took about, I was screaming. Yo, I was like hitting the high pitch notes. Like I was hitting those bad boys. I was in those bad notes. Everybody in the hospital was hearing me and it took about five four to five doctors to literally take my shoulder and put it back into place. One of the most painful experiences I've ever had. If childbirth feels anything like that, Lord, I thank you for the ladies because I could not give birth to no kids. That was absolutely painful. And then a few weeks later, 
They give me a brace. They send me to physical therapy. And I go to my physical therapist, my doctor, and I say, Doc, I'm ready to strengthen my shoulder. And the doctor quickly stopped me. He said, hold on a second. We're not going to strengthen your shoulder. Strength is not more important than stability. What we need right now is to create stability in your shoulder. We need to establish stability in your shoulder because if you only focus on strengthening your shoulder right now and you focus on building strength and not stability, any little thing can happen or you can run into any little thing and you will dislocate your shoulder once again. And when I heard that, man, it spoke to me so much because I had this thought. It ran really good or it ran parallel to what Jesus was saying in Matthew chapter 7 as we apply that to relationships. That Jesus is saying to us, listen, you can have a beautiful house. You can have a a house that looks strong on the outside. You can start focusing on strengthening the house. You can have uh, amazing windows. You can have a nice door. You can have an awesome jacuzzi in the bathroom. You can have a nice porch on the outside. But if your house is not built on a solid foundation, when the storms come, when the rains come, when when the floods rise, guess what? It will collapse. All that good stuff that you focus on will fall to pieces because it was not built on a solid foundation. The foundation wasn't stable. Doc said you had to build stability. Jesus says you need a stable, unshakable foundation. Can I tell you, when I look at relationships, many times our relationships look somewhat like that. It looks good. We have a nice porch, we have some nice windows, we have a nice roof. But when we start looking at the foundation of our relationships, if it's not built on the word of God, guess what begins to happen? When the storms of life begin to come our way, when the floods of life begin to come our way, we are wondering why is this collapsing? And I don't know about you, but I'm done. I am done doing relationships my way. I am done doing things the way I think is best for me. I think it's time we start rebuilding the foundation. And so many relationships, many marriages are divorced, are separated. As a matter of fact, the divorce rate is equally as high in relationships that are in church and people that know God and as it is as people that don't go to church. It's equally as high in both categories. But the reason that the divorce rate is so high, the reason that relationships separate is because of this one thing. It's because they build their relationship. We have built our relationship on a shaky foundation. We have not built our relationship on a solid foundation. It's been built on other things, on our, on our charisma. It's been built on our physical attraction. It's built on other things. And if you notice in the text in Matthew chapter 7, just notice quickly in the text, Jesus doesn't say that when your house is built on a solid foundation, that the storms won't come. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say, oh, build your house on a solid foundation when you, when you apply my word. He, he, he says, you're not going to get a storm. You're not going to get a flood. You're not going to get some waves hitting you. No, no, no. He doesn't say that. He says they will come. But here's the deal. Your house won't break down. You might lose a shingle in the roof. You might lose maybe a window, but your house will not collapse. Your house will not break down. Why? Because it's on a solid foundation. And... 
Today, what we are doing is that we are rebuilding the foundation. How? Because we're going to focus on God's word. He says, those that listen to these teachings, those that listen to this word, they are like the man that built his house. They listen to this word and they apply it. They are like this man who built his house on a solid foundation. And so what are we going to do? We're going to rebuild our relationship on a solid foundation. How? Because we're going to do things God's way. This is what Romans chapter 12 is saying to us when the Apostle Paul is speaking to the church. He says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of the world. He goes, so many times our relationships are simply imitating what we see in Hollywood. Our relationships are imitating what we see on TV. Our relationships are trying to imitate what we see um, with the most famous couples. Our relationships are trying to copy the customs of this world. He says, don't do that. Don't glorify the way the world does things. Don't, Don't glorify. See, the world will tell you sex before marriage is the way to go he says don't glorify the ways of this world don't glorify sex before marriage don't glorify living together before marriage don't glorify the ways of this world don't glorify selfish ambition don't glorify the meanness of a relationship don't glorify what can i get what can i get out of this this is what the world will tell us but we're not going to do the the things the way the world tells us. We're going to do it the way God tells us. Don't copy the ways of the world, but be a new and different person with a fresh newness in all you do and think. Then you will learn from your own experience how his ways will really satisfy you. You will learn by your own experience when you begin to apply God's word that it's only his ways that can truly satisfy your life if you want a satisfying relationship then you're going to begin doing things God's way so I don't know about you but I want you to look at your boo if you are with your boo right now listen if you're single right now you are your boo okay you are talking to yourself right now because you're in a relationship with yourself you got to learn how to love yourself so that you'll be able to love you'll be able to love others you if you're single right now you're in your own relationship okay so so i want you to tell yourself but if you are with your significant other if you are with your husband your wife your boyfriend and girlfriend i want you to look at them and i want you to repeat after me and tell them this right now i want you to tell them it's time to stop copying the customs of this world it's time to stop copying the customs of this world it's time that we stop allowing the 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 storms of life to get the best of us it's time that we stop allowing every little thing to turn us against each other it's time we stop allowing every little thing to crumble our relationship it's time we stop doing things my way we stop doing things your way we start doing things God way. It's time that we stop depending on ourselves and it's time that we become committed to rebuilding the foundation of this relationship. I want you to look at your spouse. I want you to look at your girlfriend and your boyfriend and I want you to look at them and tell them, tell this to them in the name of Jesus. Tell them, I am committed to rebuild 
the foundation. I am committed to rebuild the foundation. So let the storms come. Let the floods rise. Let the wind blow. It does not matter. Why? Because we're built on a solid foundation. This relationship, oh, it's built on a solid foundation. And today I want to talk to three audiences. If you're single, I want you to think in the terms of doing it the right way the first time around. If you're single, you don't have to rebuild the foundation. You can build the foundation the first time around. Here's the second thing. If you are in a committed relationship, you want to think in terms of reset. See, when you're in a committed relationship but you're not married yet, maybe you're dating someone right now and you don't necessarily need to rebuild. You just need to hit the reset button. Maybe you have started your relationship in a shaky foundation, but because of the grace of God, you can just hit the reset button and start doing things God's way. And if you are married right now, God still gives us the grace and God still gives us the abundant life to be able to restore things back to its proper, healthy, godly condition. And so you're thinking, okay, honey, okay, baby, we need to start rebuilding our relationship, our marriage through a healthy, solid, rebuilding that foundation. And so we're gonna do things God's way. There's, a, there's an author by the name of Chip Ingram, and he writes this book entitled, Love, Sex, and Lasting Relationships. And he, he unpacks a relationship pyramid. And in his book, what he talks about is building a relationship God's way. But he also compares it with how Hollywood tells us how to build a relationship. And so he also compares it to Hollywood's version of, uh, of how they build a relationship. And I think it gives a perfect outline of what healthy relationships look like when we build it God's way. Now... What he says is that God's way looks kind of like this pyramid. It looks a little bit like this. It's, it starts with spiritual. In other words, it starts with God. It starts with a relationship with God. If you are single, here's what you're thinking about. You're thinking about this. Where is this person spiritually? Where is this? Do they know God? Not necessarily do they go to church. Do they know God? If you're married, you are, you're starting to ask, well, if you're married, is Jesus the center of my relationship? Or is it a physical attraction that is the center of our relationship? Is it an emotional attachment that is the center of our relationship? Is it an unhealthy soul tie that is the center of our relationship? Or is it God? Is God at the center of our relationship? Is it just our common interest or is it God? What is the foundation of your relationship? It starts with God. It starts with God. The second thing is socially. This is where you interact and get to know the person. This is where you know if they're genuine. You start seeing their, their authentic selves. This is where you start, um, you, you start noticing how they treat other people. And that's important because the moment people start normalizing you, they're going to treat you the way they treat others. So this is where you just start getting to know the person. You start seeing how they are with mom, how they are with their siblings. Then, then there's like the psychological component. There's a psychological component. And here's where you become best friends. Here's where you learn how to care for the person. Here's where you get to know the 
the real them, the you know, the one that is not the representative that you were dating. You know how you know what I'm talking about when you date me, right, right, right. Like if you're in a if you're in a uh, if you're looking for a relationship, you like you know if you date me, they really get to see your your representative. They don't get to see you, right? You're going for an interview, right? When you're on a your first date, right? Nah, you're on first date. You ain't scuffing down the food by the first date. You you know what I mean? But they get to know the other person that wasn't your representative. Then, notice, spiritual foundation. You get to know who, how they interact with other people. And then there's this, the psychological, but then there's the emotional component. And here's where you begin to take the relationship serious. But why? Because it's now built on a solid foundation. It's built on a solid foundation. You, you now begin moving towards a committed relationship that will ultimately lead to marriage right here you start surrendering yourself to the person because now you are committed this is where you start now seeking counseling premarital counseling in particular and then once you move in that into the direction of marriage you my friend have graduated. No, I'm just joking. But here's where you can now be physical with one another. And you know what I'm saying? Like, in the jungle. Alright, that was creepy, but edit this out. Anyhow, this is a godly relationship. This is a godly relationship. And when we skip these steps, your relationship begins to sink. It has nothing to stand on. This is the model of God's way. But what happens is that even in the church, the world's way has seeped in. And I, and I, I honestly believe that God wants his church to be a model to the world of what a healthy relationship looks like. What begins to happen is that Hollywood has another way. And I'm going I'm to be honest, this is what Hollywood will tell you. It says, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Man, you start here. Yeah. This is where you start right here. Physical attraction. Here's where it starts. Here's where you build your foundation. Right there, you start with the physical. It's all physical. It's, it's a physical attraction. It starts with physical components. Oh, oh he, he, so he cute. He's sexy. He looked like he was born in the gym. Cornyjokes.com. Okay. Look at, look at her. Oh man, she pretty. She, oh my God, she's so attractive. This, it, how does he look? Oh, is he cute? Is he, is she attractive? Look at all the advertisements that we see, right? Look at the advertisement that, 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 that we see. The advertisement will tell us, do you want the ladies to love you and the men to be jealous of you? Do you want the ladies to love you and the men to be jealous of you? Look at Axe Body Spray. Just put a little bit of this and you'll get all the attraction, all the opposite sex uh, attraction. Just do a little bit. This is what Hollywood will sell us. It would sell us physical attraction. It says you got to build it on this. And then, and then, and, and, and so many times what ends up happening is, is that we build our foundation based upon what they can provide for me physically. What can they provide for me physically? What is it that they got to offer me physically? What is it that they got to give me physically? 
What can they provide for me materialistically? And, and, and sometimes I've even, even, I've even heard people say, well, we have to be physically compatible. We have to be sexually compatible. You, you, know, you, you know, Pastor Rowe, I understand the whole God thing and the marriage order. And I understand that, you know, God wants us to be married first. But I mean, what happens if you are married to a turd? What are you going to do? No, 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 no. Ain't no such thing as no physical compatibility. Oh, Pastor Rowe, you have to test the car before you drive it. Can I tell you something that God never intended sex for be sex to be something <laughs> that you are physically compatible for? Sex was meant to be something that two people, when they come together, creates a bond and a soul tie that would heal them, that will nurture them, that would create a level of intimacy in their relationship. Let somebody come knocking on your door and tell you, hey, I would like to take out your daughter for a test drive. Wow. I'll let you marinate on that. Hollywood will tell you physical, physical, and, and and it's not bad enough that it's in the world system. It has seeped itself in, in the church culture. And then it's, we have to have a, we have to, this is where we like lose our IQ. Like this is where IQ goes 40, down 40 notches. This is where it just goes out the window. And here's where, oh my God, we just, you know what I'm saying? We just, we got a vibe. Yeah, you know, you know, he finishes my sentences. <laughs> Oh my God, you watch The Notebook too, and here's where it's all like, you know, goosebumps and everything is, I just feel. I just, everything is I feel. I feel. Oh, he just makes me feel so warm and good. He just makes me feel so secure. And this becomes your foundation. And what happens is, is that when his words of affirmation become your security and that's your foundation, the moment they're gone, your identity is gone because they were secured in an emotional attachment. There's nothing wrong with emotions. There's nothing wrong with sex. There's only the error of using them as a foundation. See, this in its proper place is a blessing. But when you put this as a foundation, it'll become a detriment to your relationship. And this here is where we begin to create these unhealthy bonds. And I just love the way he makes me feel. And most relationships, I want to be honest with you, they, they start here. 90% of our relationships today begin with some type of emotional attachment and physical connection. I've even seen how bad this becomes a foundation where I've seen people endure abuse because there is an emotional attachment and that has become the center and the foundation upon which they have built their relationship on. And then what happens is, is that when the physical and the emotional is your foundation 
and psycholo the psychological component, the interpersonal component becomes now sits on top of that. And this is where now in your relationship, you start realizing things about them that you didn't know because now you start finding out that, oh my, oh my, once this starts wearing off, you start looking like, oh, they're not who they said they were. But all this time, they were acting like it, but because the physical and the emotional connection or the emotional attachment was your foundation, what happens is, is that they end up blinding you to the red flags of the things that they were showing you all this time who they were. You were just blind to it. Oh no, he's, you know, he's, you know, he's just, he means well, you know, he's, I know he, you know, he might be condescending and hurtful in his tone, but you know, he means well. Like, no, that was there all the time is that you were just blind to it. You were blind to it. And so here's where you start, you know, <laughs> one day you wake up and you're like, oh, oh, she crazy. Oh, I, I mean, I mean, uh, she pretty though. She pretty and she made me feel good. But I'm starting to realize that this girl, and so now the psychological component or the psychological stage sits on emotions and a physical connection. And let me tell you, this will eventually wear off. And when it does, you start realizing that you're in a relationship with someone you don't even know who they really are. So much so, you might not even know, you're not, you, you don't even know how to communicate. And, and, and I don't know about you, but have you ever seen two people try to communicate that don't speak the same language? Have you ever seen two people trying to communicate that don't speak the same language. Let me tell you, it is not a pretty sight. It's like they're trying to communicate. They're trying to convey a message and one person is not understanding the other person and this person is not understanding. And they're trying, even with good intentions, but they don't understand each other. And so many people, because this has been their foundation, they don't even know how to communicate anymore. They don't even know how to communicate at all because this was just the high. But once this high wears off, you have to communicate. You have to be able to have an exchange of words, an exchange of thoughts. You have to be able to communicate. And let me tell you something about love. Love has different languages. I love Gary Chapman's book entitled The Five Love Languages. And Dr. Gary Chapman says this. He says there's five primary love languages that human beings have. He says there's words of affirmation, physical touch, gifts, quality, time, and acts of service, okay? Those are the five love languages. I'll give you an example. For me, and, and the idea is this. The idea is that there is a language in which we understand love the most. So if I speak Spanish, Spanish, but you don't, I could be yelling at the top of my lungs and saying, te amo, te amo, te amo. And you're like, what is this te amo stuff? I don't get what he's trying to say. He just keeps yelling at me. And you don't understand that I'm telling you I love you, but that's because you don't understand my language. Vice versa, you could be telling me in a language, maybe you speak Chinese and you're speaking to me in Chinese and you're telling me that you love me, but guess what? I don't understand Chinese. So you could have good intentions, but you have not got to know, uh, or I have not got to know how you communicate or you have not learned how to speak my language. And so my love language 
Me personally, Rolando, I'll be transparent. My love language is words of affirmation and physical touch. Just tell me that you love me and that, and, and, and rub my shoulder, that's it. Baby, Lisa, Lisa knows. All she gotta tell me, Lisa, all she got, she got it easy. All she gotta tell me is that she loves me, that I'm sexy, that I'm cute. And you know, pasame la mano. Now, thank God, my wife, I love my wife. My wife is physical touch. We share a similar love language. Though it's my second, it's her first. We share a common love language. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Physical touch and quality time. You just, just touch Lisa and spend some quality time and she's good. Like, I just know her love language is physical touch, quality time, and touch me some more. Like, she, that she loves physical touch. If you have been around Lisa, she cannot be around you without her touching you, okay? If you are around Lisa, she will hug you, she will put her arm around you, I'm like, yo, back up. And I love it because I, I learned how to speak her language. Like, I, that's what I do. Like, I will lay her on my lap. I will, I will brush her hair. And let me just, just a stroke of, of brushing her hair. Oh, for you, you that you don't want to understand physical touch. You're like, oh, don't, don't touch me. If you don't understand it, you don't understand this language. I'm telling you. But when I brush Lisa's hair, you think it's a brush of hair, but what I'm really telling her is that, baby, I love you. I will give my life for you. I will die for you. Baby, in my hands, you have security, you have safety, you have protection, and I will live the rest of my life to ensure that no harm comes your way. That's all in a stroke. Because I've learned how to communicate love in the way she understands it the best. I thank God that it's not acts of service. Let me tell you, I have used the bathroom in my, in my house for nine years and not once have I cleaned that bathroom. I bless the name of God that it is not acts of service and that it's physical touch and quality time. So I watch a movie, I stroke her hair, and I am Chris Helmsworth. Loki, my brother. All right. And so most relationships end up breaking up here because it's a weak foundation. They end up breaking up here because now they're realizing that the physical and the emotional is wearing off and now they're left with someone who they thought they were with but is really not who they said they were. Now I start realizing that I'm in a relationship with a stranger, I don't know how to communicate, I don't know what makes how, how, they, how to make them feel. They're hurting me, I'm hurting them and this is where now when you start building on that, if you could even pass that stage, you start now seeing how they interact with their family and you realize now, oh, they, they family crazy too. Like I've literally been in a room with multiple generations and I have seen the generational traits of unhealthy communication throughout three generations unhealthy emotional stability throughout three generations. See, when you come around their friends, when you come around their circle, you start seeing where, they're, where, where they are being influenced from. And ultimately, at this point, what ends up happening is like, oh, okay, God. God? God, I need your help. God, I want you to bless this mess. And God becomes the cherry on top. 
and you're God, asking God to please uh, uh, be part of this relationship and God is saying, no, the foundation is messed up. No, you don't understand that if I'm not first, I'm last. And many times we're like, but God has a, has a special place in my heart. God, no, no, God, if God's, listen to me clear, if God's not first in your life, he's last because he refuses to take second. And what happens here, when you build your foundation, this model, it begins to collapse and it begins to break down because you have built it on the sand. You have built it the way Hollywood tells you to build it. And I'm just going to have a moment of transparency with our church. If you're in a relationship right now, if you're dating right now, and your relationship is built like this, this is going to be bold of me to say, but if your relationship is built like this, it's only a matter of time before you hurt each other, before you wound each other. And here's what you need to take. Here's the actions that you need to take. If you are right now dating and your relationship is like this, that you know that your foundation start, it is physical. You know your foundation is emotional. You know that God is just the cherry on top. If that's you, I'll be so bold and challenge you because it's what your relationship needs. You need to learn how to fast from each other. Right now, you determine the amount of time. You say, okay, listen, we want to reset our relationship. We want to reset our relationship. If it's built this way, you need to take some time and fast from this relationship. Say, it's not personal. It's not, we're doing this for us. And so we're going to reset. We're going to hit the reset button. We're going to start over brand spanking you but in order for us to do that we need to fast from this relationship there is too much baggage there is too much uh, um, um, instability there's too much familiarity there's just too much already and before this things collapse we need to hit the reset button and if your marriage is built like this, let's be honest, your marriage is just so emotional. It's so feelings led. Everything, every time, every time a store comes, you know what happens? It's like, but I'm going to church. Yeah, but it's a cherry on top. It's not the foundation. And the winds come and the winds blow and it topples over. But, 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 but we went to church, but, but we pray sometimes. Yeah, but it, it's last. It's not a solid foundation. And God will rescue you. God, God will be so merciful that sometimes he'll allow the breakdown. And that's why if you're not married, I'm saying, hey, before you break down, you might need to break up just for a moment. But if you're married, we're not talking about breakup, but we are talking about rebuilding. We are talking about rebuilding. And what you need to do in your marriage is learn how to make God the center of that marriage not your ego not her ego not your emotions not her emotions you need to learn how to put God at the center of your marriage and here's how you build that number one you start putting God first you start putting God first put God first the spiritual is putting God first 
If God's not first in your life, we said it, he is last. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 is, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God. It doesn't matter if you've been married for two uh, years or one year or you've been married for two decades. There's never, it's never too late for you to start rebuilding the foundation and say, listen, every day we're going to put God first at the center of our marriage, at the center of our relationship. If you are single, you need to start, you need to start thinking like this. Do they love God more than they love you? If they don't love God, I know it sounds direct and I know it sounds stern but I'm speaking to you like a father right now and I'm letting you know listen to me you need to you, if you're if you're seeking for a relationship and you're single right now you need to be pursuing someone that is in love with God ladies can I be honest with you if you if you are looking for someone that doesn't know how to love God they won't know how to love you and so many times we endure abuse because men who don't love God are trying to love their spouse or trying to love a girlfriend. But you don't know what love is. And let me tell you, when you don't know the use or the purpose of something, you abuse it. Miles Monroe says it perfectly. He says, abuse is, is, a, is a hybrid of a word, abnormal use. When you use something abnormally, in other words, without the intention it was meant for, you end up abusing it because you did not know, you did not know its purpose. Matthew 22 says, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Do they know God? Is God at the center of our relationship? If not, it's time to rebuild. Then here's what happened. Number two, number two, you start on the social level. Now here's how you do it. You put, hear me, you put godly people around you you put godly people around you why because if they have if their circle if in their family how they interact with their father and mother if she has daddy issues she will have wife issues if she has if he has daddy issues he's gonna have marriage issues i promise you so socially, you, once you see how they interact with their family, you start putting godly people around your relationship. You start looking at relationships that you can model after and you start putting people around your relationship. Can I tell you, Lisa and I have been married for nine years and we have married couples who have been married godly in a godly way model the love of Christ who speak into our marriage we we go to counseling we literally just went to counseling this week not because our marriage is in shambles no because we put godly people around us now I want to be honest if your significant other is pulling you away from your relationship and accountability you need to confront that no, 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 no. We need, if we're going to build this the right way, we need to put godly counsel around us. We need to put godly relationships and godly marriages that we can share and speak with and speak to and allow them to speak into us. Godly people that will hold us accountable to a godly standard. I'm going to say that again. 
We need to put godly people that will hold us accountable to a godly standard. You don't have to hide your relationship. You don't have to live in secrecy. You don't have to say, well, we don't have to say this and we don't have to tell. That's none of their business. No, 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 no. If you want a long lasting relationship, there are some conversations that Lisa and I can't have unless we have it in front of our godly counsel. I love when people, oh, I just love your marriage. I just wish I had a marriage like that. That's the problem that you're wishing. You want the picture, but not the process. You want the picture, but not the process. Let me tell you, Lisa and I have gone through a process and we are living a lifestyle of that process. Why? Because we want our relationship that when the, when the wind blows, when the floods rise, guess what? It will stand firm. Number two, I'm sorry, number three, Here's where you become best friends. This is when your, your spouse, you know who they really are. This is when you start sharing those intimate moments with them. If your wife and husband is your best friend, then that means that there's no third party. Like ain't, ain't none of this like, like somebody of the opposite sex, you're talking about, yeah, she my best, like if you're a dude and you have another female that is your best friend, no, if you are married, your wife is your best friend. I'm going to tell you that right now with the boldness of Christ. If you're a woman, if you're a woman, if you're a wife, okay, and you have a dude that is your best friend, then there is a priority disorder there. Your husband is your best friend. Rolando's best friend I ain't got no females that are my rider. No. Lisa is my rider. It's like KRS-One. She ain't number one and then I got a number two. No, she's number one, two, three, four, and five. Come on, somebody. Just getting some brownie points. I'm just saying. This is when you become best friends. This is when you start realizing that there are single people in your life that are giving you bad advice concerning your marriage. If you got people that if once you speak to them, they want to affirm the negative feelings that you have, you know, that's the wrong people to go to. This is when you start making your husband and your wife the priority. You become best friends. And then you can begin modeling the love of God emotionally. Look, 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 look at how it builds See, when you allow this to be the foundation of your relationship, guess what? It will crumble every single time. If you're breaking up six times a year, it's because you have the wrong foundation. See, it doesn't mean that the storms won't come. It just means that your house won't tumble. And so many times we're like, why is my relationship always in, in shambles? It's because it got the wrong foundation. And so it's based off feelings. One day I feel good, one day I feel bad. One day I feel like you love me enough, one day I feel like you don't. It is all emotional because your relationship was grounded. Now when the storms come, it will crumble, but guess what? When the emotions are there, guess what? Look what, look what happened in your relationship. The emotions won't always be there. I love Lisa. I don't always like her, I know. Le I, even harder to believe. Do you believe? I can't believe this for the life of me. Lisa, sometimes 
doesn't like me. I know, I know what you're thinking. How, how could she? Sometimes Lisa doesn't like me. Sometimes Lisa feels like I'm not living up to the standard of a husband. Sometimes I feel like she's not living up to the standard of a wife. I know it's crazy. How dare you, Pastor? No, sometimes you feel, I'm not saying that that's the truth. I'm saying sometimes I feel like that. And if you allow this to be the foundation, the enemy will live here all day. The enemy will live in this place all day in the realm of your emotions. Oh, did you, did you see how he didn't text you all day? You know why? Because he was busy texting somebody else. All day he would live there. But sometimes when your emotion's not there, you still know that he's a man of God. You still know that he has accountable relationships. You still know who he really is because he's your best friend. See, now you can trust with the emotions. And when you have this order right, you start modeling the love of God. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 and 2, it says, imitate God. It says, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. You start modeling the love of God to each other. You start seeing the selflessness in Christ and now you start modeling after Christ towards each other. I have to look at Lisa the way God loves the church that he gave himself selflessly for his church. Listen, let me tell you something. If you are not good at living a selfless life, then relationships will be very difficult for you. If you are not good at forgiving relationships will be very difficult for you but when you start building a rebuilding a solid foundation then the emotions can be trusted because it's sitting on solid foundation a roof is an amazing thing it just wasn't meant to be a foundation the storm's gonna come the shingles will fly but guess what that house will still stand it might look like it was beat up a little bit but it won't collapse and then and then, this is my favorite part, I'm just saying, but once it's sitting on the right, then, woo, hallelujah, you get to read the book of Song of Solomons and have a blast, I'm just saying. Then in its proper context, within the proper foundation, you are able to become united as one. And I wanna just talk to young people and teenagers that are witnessing this right now. This is the way God intended it for us. So many times, especially in high school, they'll, they'll start out with this, and I'm telling you, it's gonna destroy you. It's gonna destroy you. You end up being hurt, you end up being wounded, you end up being underappreciated, you end up using an emo having an emotional attachment. I'm telling you, it will destroy you. You'll end up being hurt. Why? Because this became your foundation. 
and, and you're dating someone you don't even, if you're a teenager, you don't know who you really are. I know that sounds crazy. You think you do, but let me tell you, in the span of the next five years, you are going to change and transform tremendously. So imagine dating someone that doesn't know who they are and you're trying to figure out who they are and they're now busy trying to fix you, but they don't know who you are, but yet you don't even know who you are because you're, in a, you're a teenager. Society will tell us, man, it's physical, but when you put it in its proper context, when you begin marriage in covenant, look where this, and let me tell you, I want to be honest with you. I, I think that in this series, we're going to unpack sexual intimacy in the context of marriage. What is allowed and maybe what isn't allowed and how that, how, how sex and becoming physical, physically intimate can be such a blessing to your marriage. But this is the order of God. This is the order of God. Let me tell you, sometimes this might feel like it's not there. Guess what? Beauty is not always going to be there. As handsome as I think I am, Lisa doesn't always find me attractive. But there's a solid foundation. Guess what? We're gonna, and this is why. This is why when you have a solid foundation, you can look at your spouse and 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 they look beautiful to you because you have a solid foundation. This is God's way, and this is what I believe that God wants for every relationship that is tuning in here today. And I want to pray for us today. When God is your foundation, the physical connection is divine. When God is your foundation, the physical connection is amazing. Amazing. But God has to be your foundation. You have to have this order. You have to make sure that God is at the center of your relationship. You have to make sure that you have accountable people in your life that will hold you and counsel you the God way. You have to make sure that you are best friends and there are no third parties, that you don't have secrets that you have with other people that you don't have with your spouse. You have to model your love the way Christ did. And then you will have an amazing physical, intimate connection where you don't feel used and abused but it'll be healing and helpful to this entire relationship. And so I want to pray for us today. If you're, I want to pray for two people. The first is the group that says, Pastor Roe, I'm ready to either start right. I'm ready. If you're single, you're saying, I'm, I'm ready to start right. If you're dating, you're saying, I'm ready to reset, hit the reset button. And if you're in a marriage, you're saying, I'm ready to rebuild the foundation. I want to pray for you. And maybe you're tuning in and you don't know Jesus. We never want to leave this space without giving you the opportunity to getting right with Jesus. And the way you do that is by receiving his love for you. And you could even be single in in marriage right now. Maybe you're a husband and you're struggling in your relationship. It's because you don't know God. And you haven't fixed that relationship yet. It's not really you fixing it. It's simply embracing that God has already fixed that relationship between you and him. Receiving his love. If that's you, those two kinds of people, I want to pray for you. And if you would like for me to pray for you, 
I want you to raise your hand right there in your space, wherever you are, at the count of three. One, two, three. Lift up your hand. God sees every hand that just went up right now. He sees every hand. And I want you to repeat this prayer. If your desire is to place faith in Jesus, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Jesus, I receive your love. Therefore, I give you my life. I believe you are the Son of God. And I believe that you died for my sins and rose again on the third day to give me abundant life. From this day forth, I declare I am, an, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. My friend, if you've said that prayer, we want to welcome you to the house of God. And lastly, I want to pray for our relationships right now. God, I pray, Lord Jesus. I pray for every single relationship, oh God, that is, that is on a shaky foundation right now. Lord, today we decide and we declare that we are going to rebuild their foundation. That you will be the center of our relationship, Lord. That you will be the center of our pursuit, oh God. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you begin showing us who are the people that we're supposed to bring around us to hold our relationship accountable, oh God, by a godly standard, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that this, these relationships, Lord, that they may become best friends, oh God. That they may be able to model, Lord Jesus, Christ-like love. And in the moment of marriage, that they may enter in covenant and be able to enjoy intimacy in Christ, Lord. I thank you for every relationship that's present in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com slash give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.